I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. Very welcome to episode 159 of the Irish Photography Podcast. My name is Darren, I'm your host, and I'm joined by somebody who I'm really, really excited to talk to because there's a very interesting photography festival coming up soon in Ireland. In fact, it's just started. And I said, it's perfect timing now for me to get this man on so he can tell me all about it and tell you as well, the listeners, of the great things that lie ahead. So, welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, Peter Gordon. How are you, buddy? Thank you very much, Darren. Delighted to be here. I'm very well. Yeah, I'm very well and uh, very happy to be on chatting with you. Yeah, you know what? I think it's going to be a very interesting chat, Peter. You know, I mean, photography for me is something that I live and breathe. And I know a lot of people as well, even from an amateur point of view, it gets under your skin, as you know, as a professional photographer. So the whole aspect in relation to the festival that you've organized over the last number of years really appealed to me. I've gone, I think, to all of them, I think, actually up in the convention center. And I think it was something which was really good to see the plethora of talent that's out there and the beauty that we have all around us. So I'm looking forward, like I said, to getting into the nitty gritty and the nuts and bolts and what goes in behind the scenes to get this whole thing up and running. So before I even start on that, let's tell people, who is Peter Gordon? But geez, that's a difficult question, Darren. Now, do you mean like at an emotional level or a photography yeah. level? Depends on what time of the day we're asking, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I think I'll stick to the photography. Uh, uh, so, uh, well, photography-wise, I'm a professional photographer, as you said. I'm a I'm a landscape professional photographer. So there's probably not too many of us out there that are doing it as the as the bread and butter because it's a it's a tough one in terms mm-hmm. of you know making things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, do a combination of things within that, I guess. Um, I start to take pictures because I just love taking pictures like everybody else I'm sure that's listening uh, and the landscape was my thing um, so in that regard I haven't changed I still produce work that has absolutely no chance of making any money I do exhibitions I create books I do stupid financial things because I love getting out taking pictures um, and then on the other side of it I also uh, you know uh, I'm here my two children are downstairs so uh, you know there is obviously financial imperatives involved, uh, but I'm very lucky to also love what I do. Uh, and I run uh, a series of like workshops and various events like we're going to discuss a little bit more about this evening. So uh, that business is Explore Light. Uh, and I guess that's more what the uh, it's the commercial side of it. But as I said, you know, it's also a very enjoyable thing to be able to, to make your living from rambling around the glaciers in Iceland and things like that you know tough station to have to do that really isn't it's it it's a tough know? station well <laughs> you know it, it can be honestly Darren it can be sometimes but but I consider myself to be to be to be very lucky so from a photography point of view who is Peter Gordon someone who still loves photos someone who gets out to do their own stuff still pretty regularly uh, and someone uh, who runs a workshops business and events like we're going to discuss tonight 
Well, that's a perfect intro to who you are. I mean, you summed everything up perfectly. You know what I mean? What did you have for tea for night? You forgot to tell me that. Well, I don't, you know, I, I just managed, I'm happy I, I managed to slip, stay away from any, you know, discussions of who is Peter Gordon as an emotional human, because then, it, then, then, you know. We'd be, that's a we'd whole be, different podcast. We'd turn off your viewership for a couple of years and your listenership for a couple of years with that conversation. Anyway. And you, you've alluded to it there, you know, you, you, you organize events and stuff like that. And I've alluded to it as well. I mean, it's something that I've attended over the last number of years well not the last number of years I know we'll get into the reasons why obviously of the, the last number of years but prior to a couple of years ago you've organized a fantastic event and it's called Irish Light and the Irish Light Festival so tell us about that well I guess it's it's evolved and changed and morphed over over the years yeah quite rightly as you said it's been two years of uh, nothing happening uh, in that respect like you know the same old stuff we've all gone through um it's been trickier for i guess people who travel and do events mm-hmm. like myself but anyway we're, let's not go down that road again because mm-hmm. i'm sure we're all bored yeah. of that conversation so <laughs> let's talk about what's happening now um so so irish life was something that uh, i guess because doing the workshops and that involved in let's say the hobbyist sort of aspect of photography the people that enjoy taking pictures it's their pastime it's their passion it's their love um and uh, i've just always been interested in organizing things as well i don't mind you know putting putting events and things like that together so so irish light i guess was born out of that in respect of not just doing like a workshop that was two days you know we have a big seminar day like the big day where we have international speakers over and we have a couple of hundred people that'll attend that normally and the trade will come we've had exhibitions uh we've produced books we've uh had international uh workshops as well are people internationally coming in to do workshops and then we've also ran a competition uh which is the irish light uh photographer of the year and we've been very fortunate as well in that uh, we've had some great sponsorship of that over the years um originally uh, nick on uh, came in and gave us great camera and really from there we've brought other people in this year we've uh, case filters and we've shimoda helping us out uh we have 360 dpi and cons are always in giving us a dig out with different bits as well so so really that's the the lay of the land it's it's events hopefully unique events in terms of you know you won't get to hear these fellas or these ladies speaking all mm-hmm. the time in Ireland and in the flesh and uh, we've got some great prizes as well for the competitions and that stuff so yeah that's kind of kind of where it's at at the moment and tell me when did it first start when when did you do the first one uh 2016 uh, okay. I believe was the first one and then we had up until 2019 and uh then yeah, <laughs> then, the, then the hiatus yeah. and then let's move on no, 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 let's not talk about that uh but uh yeah so so it ran for a few years and it did change because you know what we did initially the first thing we did and you mentioned coming up to dublin to one of the shows uh, we had this well i had this idea that basically we would run workshops that were happening simul- simultaneously mm-hmm. and the idea was there that the participants would be involved in something that was a, more than just a normal workshop and we created a body of work from mm-hmm. their workshops and it was sort of like here's two days in the life of ireland on the islands we did then we did mm-hmm. another one in uh, all around kerry and cork and you know uh, that was brilliant and very proud of the books that we produced and we raised a load of money for Samaritans. We did it for them a couple of years running. I think very we raised good. 10 grand one year or something or a good bit of, few, good, good bit of cash anyway. I can't remember the fi- exact figures, but to be honest with you, Darren, I would love to be able to say I keep doing that, but it was 
an insane amount of work <laughs> to, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to host the workshops. Then I'd curate all the work. I'd help all the participants with the editing of their work. Wow. Then I'd design the book. Uh, then I would basically do a crowdfunding campaign to raise the money to print the book. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were doing the normal price of the workshops, so not making any more than the normal workshop, but I was literally spending six to eight weeks of my work and life you wow. know, which which I just couldn't, I just couldn't sustain it. Yeah, for I sure. Just, I just couldn't sustain it. So if there's any sort of, you know, wealthy benefactor that would love to support an Irish photography project out there, I would love to do it again because like getting, there's so many people in this country that are brilliant at photography and mm-hmm. they love it. It's like you can mm-hmm. see it, you're embedded in the community in the same way yeah. that I am and you mm-hmm. see it. Uh, so I really think I love the concept of pulling people together and turning their work work into a book because nobody prints anything. And I think mm-hmm. that's awfully sad like because mm-hmm. it's so nice to see it in paper. And a book is what an expression of photography a book can be. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's where that's where that's at. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, just to kind of echo that, I suppose, and I do agree with you wholeheartedly in relation to printing. Because, you know, I've done a number of podcasts with different people over the years that have released books and stuff like that. And I've done videos on my YouTube channel, people about books. But it's really something that... An image for me doesn't come to life until it's actually in front of you on paper because we're living in a digital world and something is scrolling by our eyes so quickly that you don't get the opportunity to study it, immerse yourself within the image, fall into that image and imagine yourself there. When you actually sit back with a book, with a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, a glass of whiskey, glass of wine, whatever it might be, you can spend the length of time that you wish on that one image and you can come back to it again and come back to it again instead of having to go where did i see that image was it on instagram or was it on this it, no it's it's on my table it's in a book it's something i can pick up and relax so i fully agree with you in relation to you know printing images and most preferably a body of work from many different people you see many different styles you see many different approaches you see the beauty that we have in ireland and i'm i never i never get sick of saying it but sometimes i feel like i'm sick of saying it that ireland is a hidden gem We have so much on our doorstep here. I mean, all we're short is deserts and rainforests. We've got everything else. You know what I mean? No, I mean, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. And to be able to get out there with the camera and enjoy that and immerse yourselves and get the feeling of the cold air. I mean, you know, I often joke and said in the summertime, the only difference in Ireland is that the rain is warmer. I mean, but that's the reality is that it's atmospheric. And that's the beauty, I think, that Ireland has to offer from a photography point of view. So, you know, putting the whole thing together, pulling all those people in, seeing all those different styles, that is something, I think, which is needed. You know, it's a body of work. It's looking at it in a huge vastness but in one small area. Now, and, and do you know what? The other thing, the, the other thought, and we're on the same, excuse the pun now, but we're on the same page with that, <laughs> yeah. with that discussion. But, uh, you know, the other idea I had with it, which I'd love to do at some point, was I'm always saying this with Yelena, who works with me, I'm, I'm always saying, do you know the resource of these Irish Light Photographer of the Year images, the talent that's out there, the pictures that have been submitted to us over the years, mm-hmm. and I would love to do a book of that work. Yeah. I would love that work to be an annual book, which is the Irish Light Photographer of the Year. We had the concept where we did the simultaneous workshops, as I mentioned, and that was a charity thing. It could be a charity thing again, but, you know, like think about the quality of the work that's out there and the, and the people are they really submitted we've had thousands of pictures submitted you know mm-hmm. and you think when you're just going out of those thousands you're going to pull the best 40 or 50 
I mean, it's a quality, it's a quality bunch of pictures. Like it really yeah. is. And uh, so again, if anybody is listening and wants to see the <laughs> Irish Light Photographer of the Year book, if we can come to some arrangement where I don't have to be six to eight weeks working without getting paid, I can, Get I'd touch. love to do it. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a great idea to do it. You know, I mean, it is something that you say, there's a huge amount to work, but there's a passion that's behind it as well, Peter. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, you know, um, you can't really put a price on passion, except for the fact that when you can't earn a living because your passion is stopping you from earning a living. And that's basically, that's where, that's unfortunately where I was at. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And I suppose, look, you know, from the whole contest starting in 2016, I mean, it's definitely been a phenomenal journey, but how's it been for you organizing it then over the years? Now, okay, 16, 17, 18, and 19. So for the four years, I suppose, that were up and running, how did you feel at the beginning of it? Obviously, you know, the, the things that come to mind for me is apprehensive, you know, a bit of nervousness behind it. How's it going to go? But at the end of each of them, what's that feeling like when you've completed it? Um, I've always felt very proud to uh had the opportunity to facilitate something like that and to see the work come through and and honestly it wouldn't be possible without you know like the sponsors coming in and then you've a prize and then people start to submit stuff and then you see the quality of work out there and um mm-hmm. it's such a it's an amazing feeling to put that together and and to see it and as an appreciator of what comes through and you're just stopped in your tracks sometimes, you know, and Yelena, who, as I said, who works in the office with me full time, she's like, oh, look, this one's coming in. Look at that. That's class. And, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, so, yeah, so yeah. we're like, we're looking at it that way, you know, like the apprehension at times, sometimes people have been pissed off at me. I haven't tried to piss people off, but sometimes they have been pissed off at me and there's been a bit, bit of that, which was unintended on my part but uh, i guess what sometimes when you reach a wider audience with things like this you're going to have more people and yeah the more people there are some are going to get fecked off with you but anyway that's so there's been that on occasion but in general i've it's just been a such a rewarding thing to do and you know delighted to do it again this year so hopefully and i'm sure we will because there's been a couple of years where it hasn't happened so mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. There, there should be a stock of images there an additional stock of images because i think we have it i need to double check but i think it's four years the image has to be no older than four years old okay that people right. could submit so to be stuff done over the, the couple of the, the the interim years let's call them mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, absolutely you know yeah yeah yeah. And it's interesting you say that now, just as a side note, you know, um, like you, it's been stop and start, obviously, as because of Armageddon. And we're not going to go into the whole aspect of Armageddon because I think people are sick of listening about it. But, you know, you have an apprehension, let's just say, now that you want to kick it off again and you want to be able to get that body of work that people have been, theoretically speaking, sitting on because they haven't had the opportunity to submit it to this, to this contest and to the festival and stuff like that. So 2022 could be the best one ever because you've got that huge back catalogue of people that are sitting there going, I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And then bang, off it goes. So tell me, what have you got planned for the 2022 contest? So, Well, the 2022 contest is open now and um, it's, uh, we have, uh, I guess there's three core aspects to us. We have the, the overall Irish light photographer of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the person we have uh, Nick on Z72 as the top prize. Oh, yes. So it's a good, it's a good prize, you know, and I think that as well, to genuinely feel really proud with that measures up with any international competition. Mm-hmm, you know, in terms sure. of in terms of the the quality of the prize, uh, so then we're going to have a first, second, and third best single image, 
uh, Irish uh, for for Irish images, and then we're going to okay. have a best single image competition for international because excellent. Lots of us like you know like to like to move around and take pictures in different places, and that'll obviously be open to to anybody internationally to to submit that. The top prize, I just will say, if anybody's thinking of entering it, the top prize is going to be uh, drawn from three images and this occurred a few years ago we just used to have best single image and i guess how i felt looking at the images as someone hopefully that has a bit of experience in this area Mm -hmm. was that was that you know putting three images together is much more difficult than putting one good image together and and um it's not to say that there's absolutely no way anyone was ever undeserving of anything that they got because the images were phenomenal Mm -hmm. but putting three together really separates out who can do it consistently. And I just felt that the top prize should go to someone who can do it consistently. I, th- I think it should be probably better off to do it that way because, you know, everybody can get lucky once, but to get lucky three times shows a bit of skill. You know what I mean? So I think that's the most important part in relation to it because um, I know when I look at images and I go, geez, that's a great image. But if you see, as you say it, number two and number three it's no longer a great image now it's actually a great photographer well this is it this is and you're exactly hit the nail on the head there and there it's a great photographer and there still is the best single image i mean we have a shimoto bag which are stunning bags we have case filters and we have stuff amazing prints and frames from 360 dpi so they'll still have from steve you probably know steve crozier yeah Yeah. um so you know there's great prizes for the single images as well but the the big one is for the (laughs) Is for the overall, the overall three. Yeah, so that's it. Sounds good. And tell me, um, what types of photos then are allowed? I mean, look, it's, uh, is it landscape only? Is it uh, urban? Is it street? Is it, you know, um, Jesus, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, there's how we could go through all the genres of. Yeah, photography. I know I what you're getting like at. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're getting abstract. at. Abstract, there's the word I was. Abstract. Like I guess it's it's lands it's landscape for me, which can be interpreted for me as it could be urban landscape, it could be abstract landscape, you know. Uh, but I think if somebody submitted a picture of just a cityscape, like straight cityscape without any sort of natural element in it because it is about a celebration of the Irish landscape really at the end of the day mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. so so that would be the but within that god there's so many <laughs> there's so many ways you can interpret that and and I wouldn't like anyone to feel submitting anything uh that they they would feel restricted but just to be conscious that there is a, a sort of a nature element to it mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then within that go for it I mean I think um you know I guess in that context what I well, I've la- I've kind of laid out the criteria of how things would be looked at or and judged, and you know, like what we're looking for there is some originality, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. visual impact, and then a, a, only a small percentage would be for actually for technical skill because there's, again, there's so many technically skilled people out there now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess I feel to really win the the top prize, the picture should just you know knock your socks off yeah. you know yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of visual impact yeah. and it should have some originality like it sh- shouldn't if it's going to be glenn lock my god you better have the amazing light and images like that have done well before you know of, mm-hmm. of well-known places but you know you have to knock the judge's socks off with the lighting and the finishing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff yeah so that's kind of where it's at and I suppose with that in mind, you know, you mentioned about Glendalock. I mean, as you were talking there, I'm thinking about Drumlusker Cottage or the, the Pier at Dunquin or something like that. I mean, every, you know, I was in, I was in Kerry, as I mentioned there uh, before we started. And um, 
I went to Don Quinn with a buddy of mine who'd never been there. And he says, oh, I don't know where my composition's going to be. I said, take a look at the ground. I mean, you can see exactly where your composition's going to be because there's no grass. Yeah. So you have to be able to find something different and, and, and something unique in a well-photographed area, I think, is something you go, where's that? Oh, that's where it is. I never saw that composition before. And that shows, again, a skill to be able to find a good composition in an over-photographed area. So... Absolutely. I mean, you know, Glenda Lockie, you want to have some dancing swans, I suppose. <laughs> well, I think, you know, even like it can be the way it's finished. It can be the quality of the light. I mean, it could be the, you know, the composition could be the more traditional one, but just your finishing is stunning and the lighting mm -hmm. is outrageous, you know, mm -hmm. like in a way that you're not used to seeing it. And so I guess I don't want to put people off from submitting anything that's from a, a more photographed place, but just be aware that, it needs to stand out. It needs to stand out. And I think that, well, I don't know, hopefully, do you, do you think that's, is that fair? I think Absolutely. it's fair. You know, Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, any, anybody can rock up. I, I have a question I ask people on the regular podcast, you know, is it the photographer takes the image or is it the scene that presents themselves? And like, when you think about this, if you go to a well-photographed area, okay, technically speaking, you might get lucky, you might have the light and you might get lucky and, you know, you could have a good an eye for a processing point of view let's just say but to be able to do it right we've all seen images over the years that if it was processed a little bit better it could be a banger of an image but it was just you know, copy paste of a preset or whatever it might be and that's it gone it's up on social media so i think if somebody's entering a contest and such a prestigious contest with some very good prizes you should go that little bit extra to make it stand out because as a judge i know we'll get to the judges and i'm excited to talk about a couple of them but um when they're looking at images and they're looking at another image and another image and another image, you have to have something which jumps off the, the screen at you and goes, wow, no, that's an image. So put the work in absolutely and make it finesse it, you know, finesse it. And I would spend when I'm, I submit work to the various professional bodies and, and I'm like, I would be, you know, in there just making it just right tweak and contrast lift a little bit there darken a little bit there uh, yeah. and I could, I could go into a rabbit hole with it as i said i was <laughs> editing a picture from montenegro before we came online and i was i was probably about my wife came to the bottom of the stairs on, in the office and she said, what are you doing oh, sorry sorry it was like two hours just gone oh. suddenly anyway <laughs> and yeah. i suppose with, with that in mind you've mentioned about you know irish images and international images so who can enter this contest anybody well, anybody from in terms of nationality can absolutely enter. Uh, the idea is that it's for the hobbyist community, um, and that I guess was was certainly a, a bit of a bone of contention in what terms of what defined that. And I'm still not sure if I have the perfect answer that I can give to everybody about what defines an amateur and a professional, because in terms of landscape, it's definitely not quality, because uh, you know uh, there's there's amateurs out there that are that are better than than lots of people that claim to be professional photographers there's no mm -hmm. no question about that mm -hmm. um so it, it's not just on that basis but i guess um what we were looking for i did a whole blog on it which is like quite a long blog and people can click on that from the competition page and you're hoping for people to be somewhat honest about it as well it's mm -hmm. just that um it's not your main living because i mean some guys who are doing great stuff they're selling a couple of prints here and there you know, mm -hmm. or maybe they're teaching a one day workshop here and there. It's not a big deal. But, mm -hmm. you know, if you're putting yourself forward as I'm a workshop leader who's like, you know, a sort of an authority within the community on this or on that, then I don't think it's really appropriate that you should enter mm -hmm. a hobbyist a hobbyist competition. And unfortunately, really all we can do in that respect is uh, at, at, 
when we get to the finalists is we will search everybody online and yes. see what they're up to, you know, yeah. and yeah. and if we're not sure, we'll give them a buzz. You know, I think we had it put down that you shouldn't earn more than 20% or 25% of your income okay. from photography. Uh, okay. Again, I'm not going to be going chasing people in revenue and sure, how could I do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I'm asking, you know, we're asking people just to be, to be reasonable about it and we'll do our, you know, our, our research to, to to try and make sure that that's as uh, as fair as possible anyway um so so the bottom line is anybody from any nationality any country can enter it's mostly 90 percent irish images one section for the international and uh it's it's meant to be for the hobbyist community rather than for you know professionals and that's that's yeah, where we're at that's bang on that's bang on i mean look i think you've explained it there quite clearly and what we'll do is we'll get that link and we'll put the link into the show notes as well so people can read that uh, blog if they've got any questions in relation to it as well and i suppose i've got one final question there before we go to break is what's the time frame so you mentioned it's open now so people can start submitting now and what's the time frame of the submission process uh they can start submitting now um september 11th or 12th i believe is the fight is the closing off date i'd need to just open the website there but it's it's about 10 days into september so they have people have you know three months now to to get to get to their curate. stuff in yeah. uh, and then uh i'll be doing a bit of curation on the images because there's no point sending you know uh, every single image that's going to be submitted uh, mm -hmm. over to you know people like Rachel Talabar to to look at it. So I've curated you know right down and then send it over to the guys of what I think is uh, is you next know level. potentially next level to to take a look at and um, they'll have a bit of time to sort that out and then we have the big day on September twenty fifth, which is our sort of our conference day where we have. Um, you know, people like Alex Nail and Mark Littlejohn and Isabella Tabachi. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Better Spe than me anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking, and then we'll announce the winner on the big day, basically, which is September okay. 25th. Okay. So, look, I think you've given us a very, very good insight in relation to the, the, the contest thus far. What I want to do is I want to take a very quick break, okay? I'll be right back as I want to discuss in relation to some of the fantastic judges that you've lined up as well to help along in this contest this year. So, I'll be right back after this. If you're enjoying this episode of the Irish Photography Podcast, why not jump back and listen to the back catalogue we have of episodes, where you'll get some great insights from fantastic guests, gear reviews, lots of hints and tips, and above all else, keeping you company while you drive or relax. Thanks very much for listening. Please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. So, Peter, like I alluded to there before the break, I'm really looking forward now to talking more about this fantastic contest and festival. And one of the things there is the judges and the amazing judges that you've got lined up. Tell us a bit more in relation to who you have and why they're judges for this year. Well, um, we have, uh, we do have a range of amazing judges and they're actually, it, it, time's gone by, we've had some great Irish people as the judges like Norman McCluskey who we mentioned before mm -hmm. we come online and Rohan and people like this and you know you could have people like Bernard doing it now for sure who are you know embedded in the the Irish landscape community but mm -hmm. I guess one of the things that happened for my own business Explore Light when when all the stuff was gone as we did a lot of online stuff and I made I guess I've made a lot of contacts with different international people over the years through that and through the different events that we've run and uh uh I had the opportunity through those connections and those friendships that I've created to to, to ask a really star-studded line international and not, as I said, to in any way diminish any of the Irish photographers. But again, you know, having the good prize, having the international judges, I think it gives the 
the whole thing a bit more weight, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what I was also very conscientious of doing uh, was finding a range of judges that had a, a, a plethora of styles. Okay. You know, uh, so I mm-hmm. wanted I wanted them to have different styles, um, because you know what I like, what you like, uh, can be can be different and what mm-hmm. you know probably someone uh like joel tinchler who is who is you know abstract black and white minimalist <laughs> likes versus what thor likes who likes mm-hmm. you know more epic stuff and moody and you know it's going to be different even though i think they'll ultimately the cream will still rise to the top but mm-hmm. you know uh you know is it so we have rachel talabart we have alex nail we have uh, isabella tabachi we have joel we have sandra bartosha and we have uh Thor are in Janssen or as I call him Toti but Thor <laughs> photography for probably most people but those six people represent a range of styles mm-hmm. uh, and that was I think one of the real strengths of that collection of people not just that they're international and they're all famous in their own genres but mm-hmm. but but they're they represent a range of styles and I also think it's important to have a good gender balance in these things I think a lot of the time you see you know more men just dominating the situation with landscape photography mm-hmm. uh, and I have always been conscious over the years to you know to absolutely just pick the people of quality you know but at the same time I think it's it's important to consider that there's you know balance in that in that respect as well so that's something else that was in my head about it and I think you're dead right too and I mean it's something actually that I'm a victim of here on the podcast is because I think 99.99% of the guests that I've had in the podcast have all been male and I've been reaching out to try and get some women on the podcast and I can't get them on and that's the problem I think so fair play to you for having a good balance but I think more importantly on that as well if you look at the different styles like you know Rachel is an example her images are unique to her and she can capture the waves like nobody else. And I think that is something that is great to be able to have as another set of eyes to be able to see certain things in the scene and to give that image even more merit than what you might see it or somebody else would see it. And, you know, Thor, I mean, as you say, having the epicness all around him in his back garden, which is Iceland. I mean, I... I think I was I was on a clubhouse chat one evening with Tor and he said, send me a message. He goes, Darren, I have to go. I said, why? He says, eruption. And he was gone. Yeah. And the next day he was there and he, I was talking to him and I said, okay, we got to do a podcast. So I got him straight on the podcast to talk about the eruption in the unpronounceable. Uh, I know, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. And the, we won't yeah. try and pronounce it. But it's, no, yeah. no, you know, <laughs> but like, that, that there he's dealing with epicness whereas you look at rachel is dealing with wild waves and stuff like that i mean sandra was is subtle and it's just very very you know simplistic scenes let's just say and as you say then black and white abstracts as well i mean that's something which again people have a different set of eyes to all collectively look at these images yeah, i think yeah. it's a phenomenal uh, lineup that you've created this year yeah, well thank done. thank you thank you i really appreciate you saying that and noticing that and like i mean i can add, if I can add one more juxtaposition, which I think is really interesting about this. If you look at Alex Nail, he recently ran a competition and it was all about presenting the act, landscape naturally. You know, mm-hmm. it, you had to mm-hmm. submit the raw files afterwards and you weren't allowed. Uh, I'm not going to quote Alex's rules, but it, it was about showing a, a, a natural interpretation of the landscape. That's what That's what Alex was all about with that. And that's what he's passionate about with his work. You know, mm-hmm. he's going the extra mile to get up the top of the mountain and getting the incredible light and waiting in the bloody blizzards if you have to. Where mm-hmm. Joel, who I've worked with extensively, is all about post-processing. <laughs> and, and his mm-hmm. philosophy is actually to make the picture uh, not real. 
and yeah. Alex's philosophy is to make the picture real. Like, like literally there, that's like, there's a perfect juxtaposition there. And yeah, if you look at their yeah. work, but what they absolutely have in common is they're both insanely good at what they do. So, mm-hmm. you know, again, you know, looking at it, uh, you know, to find balance for what people are submitting, they're going to see different things, but what they both have in common is that they're, they're high quality individuals. Like yeah. no, no yeah. question about that, you know? Uh, absolutely i think look what you've gotten there together for this year i think will be really really good and even from the people who are entering to have their images actually reviewed by that panel of judges is a an an award within itself if you want to put it that way because you know to have your images looked at critiqued and even if you go on to the next levels to for those people to be seeing that with with the the eyes that they have i think is really really good so i mean hats off in relation to that and i think thank you very much um, sir how is the, you kind of alluded to it earlier on, how is the advancement stage is then going to work? So people are going to submit images through, you're going to do a first curation, as you say, and then send them over to the guys. So what happens then from there? Well, from there, basically, I, I did allude to it earlier in terms of creating a sort of a, a set of criteria around, you know, originality, visual impact and technical mm-hmm. skill. And um, I will give them some guidelines on how to score that, because you see what can happen sometimes. And what I've learned over the years is that, you know, if somebody let's say you say there's 40 marks for visual impact. OK, mm-hmm. uh, and someone who thinks the picture has no visual impact might give it zero. And someone okay. who thinks it has no visual impact might give it 20. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, okay. yeah, and, that, yeah. and, and that can, that can obscure, yeah. you know, that can obscure things. So, so I'll basically be drawn to look, if you think it's, you know, give some rough guidelines in the sense, look, if you think it's has no visual impact, give it 20. If you think it has is good visual impact, give it 30. If it, knocks your socks Goes off your give way. it you know yeah. so so just that you know to give the, to give the guys a framework to make sure things aren't aren't too skewed uh, they will then uh, return uh, those points to me and uh, the amazing yelling in the office will be uh, because i'm you know spreadsheets I'm just shocking <laughs> at that sort of stuff. Honestly, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I don't remember anything. And anyway, so like Yellen would do an amazing job on pulling all the stuff together, adding up all the points. And then it'll just be a, a mathematical question uh, of, of who has the most points. And okay. then, and then we'll be able to see who has the top three images combined together you know, good. Uh, to, win, good. to win the overall prize. Now, what we will say about it and what I will reveal as well is that if you're, you know, you could also have the best single image, you know, but we will, if you've won the top prize, you will not win the best single image first, second or third. That will divert down to another person gotcha. to, for, for again, fairness, just to absolutely deliver the, yeah, yeah. Deliver the prizes around to, to a range of people who are deserving because there's going to be a ton of people who are deserving. You know, Absolutely, I think it's a very, very fair way of doing it as well, Peter. You know, I mean, uh, you can. I want it all. I want everything. Yeah. No, so, mean, look, because the, you know, the realistically, you know, the best single image could will be in the top three. <laughs> you know, it's likely. Yes. Although you're, you'll you'll be amazed sometimes that, as I said, someone who has the best single image and they don't have two images that are even close to backing it up. So, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so that can be a thing as well. But uh, look. Uh, you know, I can't I have some experience in doing this and we've learned over the years, as I said, that, mm-hmm. you know, to be more clear about what's an amateur, to be more clear to the judges about if you, you know, think it's this or that. And and we, we have learned and developed and, and we will continue to learn and develop with that. What I can t- say to anyone that's listening is I promise that it will come from a place of 
loving your pictures and wanting to see them and mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. a bit of fuss and a bit of buzz and giving out some good prizes. You know, and and showcase the amazing quality of locations. You know, yeah. uh, photographers that we have, images that are there as well. So yeah, the cream and rice at the top. I think, as you say, and I think it's a very very fair way as well uh, of doing it. Um, we've alluded to it there now as well. So we've got the big day. So there is another day out. Is it going to be in the convention center in Dublin again this year? Well, we had the we had the exhibitions there uh, beside the convention center before, but we, the big day will actually be in the Royal Marine in uh, Dunleary. Okay. Uh, so um, that's happening said on the 25th and of September and we will have uh, Isabella, we will have um, Alex Nail there and we'll have Mark Littlejohn and then uh, I'll be doing a few, uh, I'm not going to do a sort of, they'll be doing inspirational talks about their work uh, and then I, I'm going to, I'm listed to be speaking but I've kind of decided what I'm going to do is I'm just going to do like 20 minute, like little, you know, I want to talk about depth in images basically and i want to show people okay. a few core skills this is how you create depth in photoshop or lightroom Very or good. uh let's look at 20 images you know which filters have i used here this is a three stop to get a half a second that makes the water texture look like that so i want to talk about water and texture and what filters Very achieve good. it but there, so i've got to do little snippets like that throughout the day so people okay. are going to get the sort of inspirational talks from the international people uh you know i thought Jeez, the Irish are bored to listen to me talk about my picture. So I better just, I better just go and go not present my work again. Just go right here's little, you know, core areas, that, educational areas that I can hopefully help uh, impart to people. And then we'll have some of the trade guys there and stuff like that as well to, to talk shop and uh, you know filters. And Steve will be there from three hundred and sixty DPI and and all that stuff will be going on as well. So um, yeah, that's where we're at. So you're going to do the, the practical advice and the real world advice that people can use and the rest of the guys can give the mental advice and the inspirational advice that they can take home and hope that they can remember it when they're out in the field. Yeah, well, I think as well, like, like genuinely with it, like, we, you know, thank goodness it's been successful over the years and people have gone away and come up to me afterwards and said, look, that was really inspirational. I feel like I just want to go out and take photos now, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I guess yeah. that's, that's part of it is to, is to send people away feeling like that. And uh, you were sort of asking me how you feel about the competition and, and, and the, you know, genuinely, I felt very proud about that. But the last big day we did in 2019, and we had Mark Adamus, and we had Joel Tinchler, and we had Sean Bagshaw. You know, very and with like these, like, like these yeah. are the these people are the the top of their game. You know, and I yeah. was looking around the room, and you you could a pin could have dropped. Yeah. You know, Hang at times. You know, and I was kind of going, Jesus, I genuinely feel really good about this is just to see people so engaged so that's the idea with it if people do want to, to i'll do the 10 seconds of shameless self-promotion here if people Absolutely. if people, 15 if you wish yeah no, no if people want to get a ticket for that we've the, the old early bird on there and go to irishlight.ie it's 65 quid for the the full day of uh talks uh or whatever that's in Dunleary. so i'll brilliant, sh- brilliant. shut up about that now well, look I'll, I'll put the link as well i suppose into the show notes so people can go straight on while they're listening to this and book their tickets too sweet to get the early birds before Grand. it's gone yeah yeah um, thank you sir so look we've also uh, alluded to here in the past in relation to releasing books and such like that i know we we're saying you know if there's anybody out there that wants to kind of help out in 2022 and put their hand in their pocket and you know help out to get something like this on paper they can do that. So, I mean, you haven't got a plan currently to do uh, curation of the images, but it's something that definitely that you want to try and do if possible. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to have um, some support 
that we could i wouldn't mind doing the i could deal with curating the pictures because that's already been done through the competition mm -hmm. and i wouldn't even mind designing the book mm -hmm. uh because i would enjoy that but but i well but I, what genuinely what happens is that it, it costs about it costs about 10 grand to print a thousand books Wow. Okay. Now you can do it in a different way and do it digitally and make a smaller run. And that's also, that's also feasible, but just the organization of that is, and they tried to raise the money. Like we did yeah. funded campaigns online and that's like 30 day campaign. And you're just like trying to produce content every day to keep it going and yeah. try, yeah. trying to sell. So, you know, I mean, I think it's a, I honestly think it's a beautiful idea for any uh, business to have, you know, like be, you know, was involved with Bank of Ireland and the IPPA before. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, for Bank of Ireland to have a book produced of the best Irish landscape photography every year with their branding on it that they mm -hmm. could give out to their clients and send to mm -hmm. the branches. I mean, there must be a ton of businesses out there. And, you know, when I say, well, 10 grand's a lot of money to me to, to produce and, and throw into something like that. I mean, I would imagine 10 grand is not very much money for, uh, you know, any sort of business that's of a decent scale. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. what you'd get in return would be, would be a phenomenal Huge. thing. And, you know, really where I'm coming from, it is to produce this thing that we can all as the community <laughs> enjoy yeah. and go, Oh, the Irish light books out this year, you know, <laughs> let's have a look at that, you know? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, and, absolutely. you know, and the, and the proceeds of it could go to charity, you know, which would be, well, even, be better. Fun, even better, you know, yeah, um, and, and any large organizations out there as well, if they can, that's tax deductible, they can write that off too. So, you know, there we go. We, there we, we go. Put we'll out the we'll, yeah. we'll see how we'll, we'll talk tomorrow. There. See, I'll tell you how many emails I get. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and again, you know, in the past, there would have been uh, individual uh, workshops as well that were done. And you mentioned about islands. And I think that was a very interesting concept in relation to it. I know Norm went to uh, just off Bear Island, Castletone Bear and stuff like that. Um, and at the time, I remember, you know, thinking, oh, that's phenomenal because everybody's doing it simultaneously. You've got different locations you're all at the mercy of the light and the irish light i mean it's so dynamic it can be 25 seasons in one day never mind say four seasons in one day so are you hoping or is there something going to happen um around this as well for workshops or are we going to wait until 2023 when normality if you want to call it that is returned to more normal times well what we have what we have with the workshops is uh actually we have two of the big day speakers which is uh mark mm -hmm. littlejohn and uh, isabella uh, tabachi doing a workshop both doing a workshop here in ireland so i'm going to oh, do excellent yeah so just again to kind of do something you know that's hopefully a little bit unique in terms of what people can access uh here in ireland so um mm -hmm. One day, uh, myself and uh, Mark are doing a workshop in Wicklow, and then uh, Dara Muldowney, who does a lot of work with me uh, from Dooler Photography, Dara will be helping Isabella in Northern Ireland for a two-day workshop. Very good. So, so we have those two. That there's not the it's not the the scale of the previous the islands like you alluded to, alluded mm -hmm. to uh, in terms of producing books and things like that. And I guess, like you say as well, we're coming back into it. When we did the islands, we had seven workshops happening and yeah. we were trying to book six or seven people on the works. We were trying to book 50 people mm -hmm. on, you know, on the workshops, uh, which, which, Not we, easy. We, which we got, we were nearly fully booked, you know, so we, we got close, but yeah, 
it's it's an undertaking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so I mean, look, I have learned so much in relation to it in the past, what you've put into it, the passion that goes into it, what's the head for 2022. And I think it's going to be a phenomenal festival, not just a contest or competition. I mean, you know, the big day, I think, is something that everybody can look forward to as well. And, you know, meet people in the flesh heroes for a lot of people you know i mean you look online you see these images you go wow geez look at that i'd love to be able to know how they did that well you can you can go along and you can you know talk to these people hear what they've put the point that the, the story behind the image and stuff like that so i think it's a great project you know congratulations in advance of getting the whole thing organized i hope it's going to go as smoothly as you hope if not better on the run-up as far as september and now i think you know the only final questions really for me to ask you is you know how can people enter how much does it cost? Yeah, so for, for anything to do with, with anything that we've discussed at the workshops, the big day, the competition, it's irishlight.ie. Mm-hmm. So that'll, that'll get you to the homepage where you can navigate to wherever you want to go from there. Uh, the competition entry, it costs uh, five euros to enter one picture, but you can get a deal on it there. You can get five five images for 15 or 25 euros for 10. Wow. Uh, so we try to get because we are getting the prizes sponsored so we're kind of putting some price on it for the amount there is a lot of work involved in organizing it uh so um but again if comparatively to something like you know that happens to take a view of the uk or something like that it's um mm-hmm. or you know some of these other competitions that could be 10 or 15 euros per image mm-hmm. uh, it mm-hmm. should be it should be very very competitive there you know um and people can come to the big day for 65 quid for until the end of june uh, if they want it's 85 euros after that uh, okay. and if there's any camera clubs out there that are watching uh, or listening should i say um we can do uh, you know kind of a group of 10 tickets even uh where we can do it for 50 euros so it's 50 euros for a full day of of out, out talks out and about so if anyone's in a camera club and wants to you know buy it by 10 for the club or you know put mm-hmm. that together we can make it you know a better price again that's phenomenal and you know as you mentioned it there i think it's a great day out for a camera club you know, I mean, full stop. I mean, like you go there, you might go there. Like photography generally, landscape photography is a solitary sport, right? I mean, you're, you're out on your own and stuff like that. Photography clubs are great because it gets people together and you can learn from each other. But what better way to learn as a group and to be able to have the crack and have the banter and then, you know, be at that for a day and learn as a group that you can take these things back as opposed to scribbling notes yourself. You know, somebody else is going to remember something else or a little nugget that somebody said and go, oh, I remember they said this. Oh, Jesus, I forgot that. I mean, Camera Club is a great idea to have people there. And the fact that you have, you know, a, a group discount, I think, is even better as well. So, yeah, calling all camera clubs. Don't Call miss it. out. Yeah. The big day, September. Cancel everything else. This is what you want to do because it's going to be the best day out that you've had since 2019. Fact. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And hopefully we'll get you up as well if you're around. Uh, we'd, lo- yeah. we'd love to love to get you up and we can, uh, you know, have an old chin wag and maybe record. Just yeah, we might be able to try and get a few of the people involved to to speak and we yeah, could do that if it works for you whatever see, see how you see how you go for yourself you know yeah uh, i'd love it i'd love it i think i i think it's something that i would enjoy never mind say the audience listening to it and if i enjoy it then that's all that matters <laughs> yeah yeah well as you said as you said and it's a nice kind of you know segue to into you know coming to the end of the chat is that we do this because we love it you know yes. yeah. and and you alluded to that on the break about you know, making these recordings is your passion. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've always, I've always said to my, to my wife, look, if I really stop, if I really start to hate this and I stop having any love for it, then I just, you know, 
I'm just going to go do something else. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But absolutely. So far, so good. Yeah, look, Peter, it's been phenomenal uh, to chat to you. I've learned so much, like I said, and I'm really excited now, even at the very beginning of this. And like September for me, come on, hurry on, will you? <laughs> like, we're recording this at the very beginning of June. And I mean, I'm like, okay, June, hang on, July, August. And I'm already thinking, what am I doing in September? So I want to be there. And I hope from people listening to this as well, they'll want to enter their images. It's a phenomenally good price to be able to enter their image to get it seen by that beautiful body of people let's just say uh to see that to see their work and then obviously to share on the big day uh, i think would be phenomenal so hats off you for everything you've done and i'm looking forward now to seeing what 2022 brings for the irish light festival good man thank you sir really appreciate you having me on okay listen guys thanks very much for listening hope you've enjoyed the podcast i'll leave all the links in the show notes and for me in the real capital in cork to peter up in the pretend capital in dublin <laughs> Jeez, i was waiting for it the final insult <laughs> Long before everybody, long before. Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts? Give us a five star rating and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.